Hey there, story fiends. I'm back, for the most part. As you probably remember hearing, I was sick in my last podcast. In all honesty, I didn't get a lot better last week, the week of my 40th birthday, and so I didn't get to doing a podcast last week. I'm feeling a little bit better this week, thankfully, so we're going to get this episode hammered out. My Patreon subscribers are getting this as a video and original text, so if you're not a Patreon subscriber, consider becoming one at www.patreon.com slash Hurt. Anyway, in other news, yes, I turned 40. Go me. Things are okay-ish around here, so there's that. Still working on the whole need to get my physical health pulled together, but that's to be expected. Unfortunately, as some of you who know me well know, I'm highly susceptible to respiratory and stomach infections because of a couple of underlying conditions that I have. So yeah, have to be careful. And honestly, I haven't been careful enough about taking care of this while I'm sick. Hence the issues. There's your short life update. Now on with the show. This week, I'm going back to our original format, story and discussion. Haven't you all just missed that? I wrote something while I was feeling sort of okay a week or so ago. I mean, it's probably not the best thing I've ever written, but then again, you're never going to want to give out that title too soon, do you? First, let's give you some story, and then we'll talk about where it came from. Welcome, once again, to the podcast that believes there are stories everywhere. Currently Untitled by Aledria Hurt He had been expecting something different. This small cottage with its neat rows of carrots out front was hardly what he would have credited as a witch's abode. Of course, he didn't really know where he had gotten the idea that a witch lived in some kind of run-down hovel with frightening things around every corner. Perhaps it was the stories told by the other children when he was young, children who had seen the place in their fever dreams of illness. So maybe he was a bit biased. Either way, as he stepped up the cobblestone path to the front door with his father's sword strapped to his back, he considered what he would hear. He had come to ask a simple question. What should he do? There were those in town who had their opinions, his beloved being one of them, but he wanted an answer. He wanted someone to tell him what he should do with his life. The cobblestones were rounded at the edges and slid under his boots, and for the first time he realized he smelled something cooking. Not brewing, as far as he could tell, but cooking the way one would cook a stew of some kind. Probably rabbit, he thought. Probably. He didn't want to think of it being something too much stranger than that. The door, paled by years in the sun, had once been a deep blue. Now it stood there washed-out blue of dungarees too long worn to near white. He rapped on it, and it gave the sound of good timber, so he had to assume the original builder had been someone who knew their stuff. No one was going to kick this particular door in. From within came a voice that wavered only slightly with age, still strong underneath that waviness, though. Come in. He didn't stand on further formality, but took the handle of the door and pushed it inward. Inside was little different from his grandmother's cottage, in all truth. 
It hung with drying herbs for the soups and a comfortable enough-looking bedding space off near the fire. The woman he sought stood near the hearth, stirring what he smelled of the snoo. Yes, it was quite certainly rabbit. The herb mix was one he recognized. Welcome and well met, she said in the standard greetings of those on the edges of the mountains. When she turned to look at him, he realized he had. She had. Like his own grandmother, once been a woman of some beauty. The vestiges remained in her eyes and the very shape of her face, though the net of wrinkles told of her journey to age quite well. What brings you? She stood with no more ceremony than he did. Indeed, he felt a touch of impatience come from her as she asked the question, as though she had little time for him. Perhaps that was just the way of those who were called witches. I've come with a question about my destiny, he said. He began to say more, but the woman's chuckling cut through his thoughts. Why do you laugh? Destiny, she said, stifling her chuckles. Oh, destiny. She shook her head and a fall of silver hair, a beauty in itself, spilled off her shoulders. What boy? is destiny, but a series of choices, interpreted after the fact, by those who do not understand why those choices were made in the first place. Momentarily bewildered, the young man considered her words. Of course, he had always been led to believe there was a destiny for everyone. That was just the way it was, wasn't it? Is my destiny to marry or to follow the way of the sword? Again, she chuckled. They sent you here to ask me this. No one sent me, he said after he took a deep breath and stood a little taller. I came of my own choice. Well, then let me say you are more the man than most. But I cannot answer that question for you any more than a sow can declare one of her piglets a man. Certainly you would be able to see the destiny of a simple man. I can see no man's destiny, she said, turning once more to her soup. Nor do I have any wish to. Then why should I have come here, perhaps to hear that destiny is little more important than the piss you toss out of your pot in the morning? She turned over her shoulder to look at him. Listen to me, and listen well. Destiny is decided by those who tell your story after you are dead. They call it destiny, when in truth they don't know and never did. Those who will know you and understand you will understand that your destiny and the things which happen to you happen because you are who you are and nothing more. I do not understand you. Ignore the idea of destiny and make your choices. You came here because you have a choice before you. Make your own choice without worrying over destiny. But what of my destiny? Are you daft? Her voice grew needle-pointed. Do you not hear? There is no destiny. None. If you think some woman, such as myself, could slaughter a chicken and read its guts to tell you what you should do with your life, then you are more a fool than I thought. Go back to the town. Take the girl to wed, if it is your desire. But if you wish to follow your father's way, then know well you will never see the girl again. 
my father's way. How do you know that? There are few outsiders come here. Those who do are marked indeed. Your father was an outsider to our little hamlet, come injured from the wars beyond our place. That sword was at his hip when he arrived. Now you have it. The inference is obvious. Plus, you have his looks. Then you knew him, as well as the one who tended his wounds. Know this. He left your mother newly dead, and you just a babe in swaddle to fuddle the horns of war. That is the life of a man who follows the way of the sword, the man you have the chance to be. Weigh it well against being a man of this place with a wife. Again she turned to her stew and considered it, as if perhaps she saw something in its bubbling broth. He watched her back for a moment, the rise and fall of her shoulders as she breathed, but said nothing. Weigh it well, she said. Weigh it well. What no one of the town had truly asked was what he wanted. They spoke of destiny as a thing which was to be heeded, but he did not indeed know what he wanted out of his life, his darling, his beloved assuredly wanted him to marry. His grandparents as well, who had raised him, would want him to marry and go on with his life. Such was just their expectations. But what did he want? He slunk out of the witch's abode, though he thought less of her as a witch, and more as a woman who had little interest any more in the questions of the young. He walked across the rounded cobbles back to the path leading through the woods, back to the town where he had grown up. His choice lay before him, his decision of who he would be, one which would take some pondering. So there you have it, story fiends. What do you think? This one is actually pretty easy. We've all read the story of when our MC meets the witch for the first time. Surely she sends him off on some quest to find out what he really wants out of life, starting our story off with something of a bang. However, as we all know, there are going to be different kinds of witches, main characters, and stories, so they can't all go that way, right? In this particular interest, I don't think most of us would classify our witch as a witch at all just a disinterested old woman who happens to live on her own out of town. And our MC, bless him, really needs to figure out his own way of doing what he wants to do in his life. From a storytelling, from a storytelling standpoint, there are a few things, few ways that this could go. He could have something happen that forces his hand, takes the decision away from him. He could make a decision and then later find out it was not the one he really wanted, or he could make the right decision for his health and live his happily ever after, whatever that actually means. As usual, if you've got thoughts, feel free to share them on the podcast by leaving me a voice message at anchor.fm slash Aledria or sending me an email at my email address on my website at www.aledriahurt.com. As usual, Story Fiends, there are stories everywhere, and until next time, let's see how many we can come across.